Mamas, we are talking today about your kids' emotions. Let's be honest, not just the happy emotions. We probably don't need to talk about that very much. We're talking about those hard emotions. We're talking about the temper tantrums and how we can use the one simple strategy that I'm going to share with you today to reduce the frequency of those temper tantrums and help our kids build the skills that they need to manage their emotions well. That is a high task with one simple strategy. And I'm not going to say it's a magic wand. I'm not going to say it's going to solve every problem, but I will claim based on my experience using this strategy with my own kids and with so many moms in the counseling room, this strategy will help in a big way. An added bonus, mama, it's going to help you too, because let's face it, when our kids are melting down and it just feels like it's going on forever and ever and ever, it gets kind of hard for us to keep our cool. And so we are going to not only build our skills today to help our kids, but we're going to help ourselves in the process. I hope that you are excited about this. I know that I am. And so let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. All right, I have to share a fun little kid story (laughs) as we get started today, because, uh, you know, it's, it's easy when you're talking about emotions and temper tantrums, it's easy to get focused on the negative. But my, my sweet son, I'm going to find the positive here because it was a delicious positive, my friends. So I have had a craving all day for chocolate chip cookies. And let's not talk about how easily I give in to some of those food cravings, but the kids were in a great mood at lunchtime. I said, you know what? I've got the stand mixer. I'm just going to toss in the ingredients, let it do its thing while I put them down for a nap. And then I realized once they're napping, man, I want to record this podcast episode and it's going to smell so good in the house. I'm going to be so distracted. Well, my sweet son decided to wake up a little bit into his nap, cry just a little bit, and then go back to sleep. That's the best kind of wake up that we can have. And it gave me just enough time to review my notes and prep. But then uh, the cookies were done. And so I did get to eat one of my yummy, yummy chocolate chip cookies. I don't really bake that often these days. And uh, it's not only fun, it's delicious. So I've never been more thankful for my son crying in the middle of his nap. And now my tummy is full and I've got my leftover coffee and the chocolate chips tasting in my mouth. And we are going to talk about some of the less pleasant aspects of parenting. We're going to talk about our kids' emotional meltdowns, okay? We're going to talk about their temper tantrums. Specifically, though, we're going to talk about one simple strategy that will help you reduce the frequency there, help you help your kids build skills to manage their emotions better. Now, this is actually a three-step process that kind of centers around one simple strategy, and it's building on, uh, let me look at the number. If you go back and listen to episode 31, 
uh, keep your cool mama. <laughs> I shared my four-step process for handling my frustration with my kids. Um, and then I realized after recording that episode and getting some feedback from you guys that we also need to think about how we help our kids manage their frustration. And so um, we're, we're centering this three-step process around a specific, simple strategy. And I'm really excited to dive into this with you. But before we do that, I want to give a quick disclaimer. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. And as always, there's a link in the show notes to some of our previous episodes that might help you think through uh, mental health counseling, counseling in general, if that might be helpful for you. So we have that in mind. This simple strategy is going to focus in on our words because our words are powerful. So powerful. And typically when our kids are melting down, now I'm thinking particularly about little kids, like two, three, four, five, six-year-olds, little kids, they don't have the vocabulary that we have as adults. And let's just assume for a moment that we use our words, we use our vocabulary well. Our kids don't have all of that knowledge. And so when their emotions start taking over, they typically really struggle to use their words in an effective way. I can only imagine how frustrating that would feel. I mean, if we put ourselves in our kids' shoes, if I'm feeling really strong emotions and maybe they don't even, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not sure why I feel this way. I can't label or understand what I'm feeling. I have no easy or effective way to talk about that or explain that or get what it is I want or change the situation, I would probably melt down too. (laughs) That is human nature. And so we need to help our kids develop their emotional vocabulary. That is the crux of this one simple strategy. And we'll talk through a three-step process for how to do that in the moment when your kid is losing their cool and the temper tantrum is about to start, or maybe it's already started. Um, This is going to be most effective, though, if you can catch it before the total meltdown has happened. Because we all know once our emotions are at a 10, we kind of lose some of that uh, logical thinking part of our brain until we have calmed back down. But this simple strategy is giving our kids the language to understand and express their emotional experience. And I would particularly point you to um, the book of James in the New Testament. I'm looking at chapter one, and he, he talks a lot about the tongue and the power of the tongue, the power of our words. In verses 19 and 20, he particularly tells us that everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And when our kids are having a temper tantrum, that is probably a great example of the human anger not producing the righteousness that God desires. And the longer that tantrum goes on, the harder it is for us as moms to manage our anger. And we run the risk also of walking down that path toward human anger that is not producing the righteousness that God desires. And so This strategy is trying to help our kids understand what's going on in their bodies, in their emotional experience, and communicate that in a more effective way. 
when we have the words for our emotional experience, it helps us make sense of life. It helps us make sense of what we are experiencing. Obviously, it helps us make sense of our feelings and emotions, but it also helps us control and have more um, more influence over more well, more control over our reaction, over our response. How do we handle those emotions? So this one simple strategy that we want to work on as moms is giving our kids the emotional vocabulary to help them understand their experience and communicate their emotions more effectively. Now, of course, if you're working, if your kid is two, um, they're going to handle this differently than if your kid is seven. But honestly, this is a strategy that I actually work on a lot with parents of teenagers and even sometimes with women working through their own emotional regulation struggles. We tend to have a very limited vocabulary when it comes to emotions. Yes, sometimes we feel happy, we feel sad, we feel scared, we feel angry, we feel surprised. Those are the basics, and that's good. We have to start by giving our kids that vocabulary. But there's a difference between feeling annoyed or frustrated and feeling furious. There's a spectrum there when we think about anger and helping our kids recognize and communicate, wow, I'm feeling really frustrated, is going to then give them the opportunity to handle that frustration better and not walk down that path toward anger, fury, rage. And then of course we know as adults that sometimes continues on into bitterness and um, discontent and hurt relationships. So we may need to start, my friends, with our own emotional vocabulary. And you could probably Google online. I know I certainly can't vouch for what pops up when we Google, but I know that there are a lot of handouts out there that therapists use about uh, like the emotions wheel or the feelings wheel. Um, And if you visit actually the show notes for this episode, there's a link in the show notes for every episode right there in your podcast player that you can click on that takes you over to the Love Your People Well website with full episode highlights, summaries, recommended resources for every episode. And so you can check out that link, visit the website, um, and I will post up an example of one of those feelings wheels that might help us expand our own vocabulary beyond just I'm feeling happy, sad, angry, scared. There is a very loud truck outside enjoying a little (laughs) leisurely time at the trash can. So Uh, I don't know how loud that will be on the podcast, but if you hear a loud growling in the background, it's not my children. It's not my stomach because I had these lovely chocolate chip cookies. It is a very loud truck. I'm in South Carolina. There's a lot of big, loud trucks. Anyway, just want to give that background if you can hear some strange noises on the podcast. Let's circle back. Okay, we're talking about this one simple strategy. If you struggle with your emotional vocabulary, with managing your frustration, I would point you back to episode 31, Keep Your Cool, because that four-step process will be helpful for you. But I would encourage you 
just to take the step of making a list for yourself. What are all the words you can think of that explain some of your emotional experience? What is that spectrum of happiness? What is that spectrum of sadness? Sometimes we feel disappointed. Sometimes we feel despair. Trying to brainstorm for yourself, what are the different words that might help me understand my own experience? And then those are the same words that we're going to use with our kids when they are starting to melt down to help them also build their emotional vocabulary. So let's zoom in on this three-step process. How do we, in the moment when we can see, oh, my kid is starting to get upset, how can we actually approach them to try to reduce the likelihood of a temper tantrum and help them name, understand, and uh, communicate their own emotions in that moment? The first step here is that you, as the parent, need to be able to name their emotion. Label it for them. And I'm going to give some examples of what this might sound like in just a minute. But with that step right there, name their emotion. Can you step in and say, wow, honey, you look really frustrated. Or can we step in and say, I can see that you are starting to get really angry. I can see that you are feeling really sad. Or wow, that was a really scary thing that just happened. Name and label that emotion. And it's okay if sometimes you're wrong as your child develops their own vocabulary for their emotions and understands themselves better. They might correct you. They might say, no, I was not feeling scared. I was feeling angry. And you can say, oh, okay, now we can talk about that. It's okay if you're naming it incorrectly. The important thing is you're starting to give them words for this emotional experience that right now they are displaying with screaming and crying and kicking and all the fun things of toddler tantrums. So that first step is name their emotion, label it for them. The second step here is then we need to validate that emotion. And let's be careful. I'm not saying we are validating their response to the emotion. There are going to be actions that they take that are not helpful, not appropriate, not allowed. And we're not talking right now about um, discipline and how you might handle that. But the emotion itself, the feeling that your child is having, they're allowed to feel it. Doesn't matter if it's logical. Doesn't matter if it makes sense. If they are feeling disappointed, the solution is not to try to convince them not to be disappointed. We can't go there until we have validated and sat with them, even just for a moment, in the, the feeling, the emotion that they are actually having. So you might be saying, wow, you are really frustrated right now. I can understand that. This is a frustrating situation. We need to avoid judgment, avoid trying to just redirect them, pretending everything's okay. You shouldn't be feeling that way. We're not trying to judge their emotion. We're simply trying to name it and help them recognize this is what you're feeling. And if it doesn't make sense in the moment, if it's totally an overreaction, you can address that later. Right now, we're just trying to sit with them and help them understand what they're feeling. And then the third step of this process, so you've named their emotion, you have validated that or kind of avoided judgment of that emotion. Now we're going to give a directed follow-up. And this is going to depend on the specific situation. This might be um, especially for a younger kid, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, distracting them to a different activity. Wow, you're really frustrated with that puzzle. 
hey, how about we go play Legos for a minute? You know, that may or may not work, of course, but you want to give a directed follow-up that you think would genuinely help them manage whatever that emotion is. If we switch activities, the frustration will probably go away. You could also, depending on the situation, ask them a question about the situation. Wow, you're really frustrated with this puzzle. I know that you're usually really good at puzzles. What is it you like about puzzles? Which one of our puzzles is your favorite? You know, whatever that might be, but you can ask them a question about the situation. You can ask them a question about the emotion. Um, Wow, it seems like you're feeling really frustrated that this puzzle is not going very well. How do you usually feel when you're playing with our puzzles? It usually seems like you're really having fun. And, you know, so you can ask a question that would help you understand things better, might help them understand things better. Um, And then another uh, possible directed follow-up is that you could suggest or initiate a calming activity. So if you know that your kid really loves physical touch, um, they calm down well with a hug, then you might go in saying, wow, I can tell you're really frustrated. This puzzle is just not working well today. How about a hug? You know, you could suggest something like that. Um, And again, they might say yes, they might say no. The sooner that you're stepping in to start this process, the more likely it is that your child will be successful at calming down rather than having the full-blown temper tantrum. But this is a three-step process that when you notice your child is getting upset, you can see the meltdown, it's about to begin, you can help them build that emotional vocabulary. You can help them understand what's happening and start to handle it differently. And yes, you might need to follow up with some discipline. You know, if they've already hit their brother or whatever that is, you might need to address that. But the hitting is the problem. The frustration that brother stole my toy uh, is very understandable and they need to be able to label that, recognize that and understand that if we ever hope to move them past hitting, you could talk to your brother, you could come tell mommy what happened, you know, there's all sorts of things they could do. We don't want to just jump to the solution. We don't want to shut down their emotions and try to convince them because it's easier for us if, no, no, you shouldn't be frustrated right now. I don't think you need to be worried about that. I don't think that, you know, we don't need to be sad about that situation. We don't want to try to convince them their emotions are wrong or unnecessary. What we want to do is help them label it and understand it and help them start to develop a toolbox for what do I do instead? I'm feeling really frustrated. Yes, I could throw my puzzle pieces across the room. Yes, I could hit my brother because he took my toy or I could go get a hug from mommy or I could say I am frustrated and that is a much better solution than the crying and the kicking and the meltdown. So I hope, my friends, that this simple strategy, I know it's not easy, especially if you are frustrated with them, but it's simple. The more that you can talk about emotions, put that vocabulary in their world, address it in the moment without trying to distract, judge, stop them, shut down the emotion, the more that you're helping them develop the skills that they need to manage their emotions well as a child, as a teenager, and as an adult. And bonus, it helps you build empathy for your kids. You understand better what's going on for them. It helps you often stay calmer in the moment because you feel like you 
you have an action plan. I know what to do. It's not a fun situation, but it is a, a teaching opportunity, a growth opportunity. As we wrap up today, my friends, I want to offer two resources that I think will help you um, in, in general on your parenting journey, but certainly in these moments of high emotional experience. The first resource is I hope that you will join us in the Love Your People Well Facebook group. This is a pretty new group. The link is there in the show notes, and I would invite you to join us because we are here in the group to engage one another, encourage one another, and equip one another. And there's there's going to be devotionals, there's live trainings, um, there's prayer, asking questions, supporting one another, sharing scripture. We are here to support each other in our marriage, in our Christian mental health and mentality, and certainly in our motherhood. So join the Facebook group. That is a great resource for you. The second resource, which also the link is in the show notes, is that you can sign up today for the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. This is a totally free five-day email course in less than 10 minutes a day. You're just going to get a simple email every day for five days with the tool of the day. You're going to have a link to a one-page PDF worksheet, um, kind of a handout that you can take with you, and a link to a video explaining the tool less than five minutes and having a specific short action step for you to use that tool in your life with your family so that you can build those family relationships. So I know, my friends, that these two resources will be helpful for you, especially if you feel stuck sometimes in your motherhood. If you want to have deeper connection with your kids and you want to um, have more of the, the skills and the strategies that you hope for so that you can parent them well. So join us in the Facebook group, check out the five tools, and most importantly, my friends, work with your kids to give them the emotional vocabulary that they need to understand their experience and communicate their emotions more effectively. I would love to hear your questions about this. I would love to hear how it goes with your kids when you're naming those emotions. You can share that with us in the Facebook group. You can uh, DM me over on Instagram at Love Your People Well. I would love to hear from you how this is going with your kids. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Love Your People Well.